The more problems, more football podcast. We here finally. Easy. We got Mo Evans, Joseph Van Buren, and your boy Jared Stokes. This is a new experience for all of us right here. This is our first podcast. I hope you guys enjoy. Go ahead and start it off. That boy Mo keeping it low key. Always, always. How y'all boys doing? Good, man. Hey, man. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. I ain't gonna leave you hanging. <laughs> all right. How y'all want to kick off with the NFL stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it then. All right. All right. So, Jared got on the Raiders hat with his favorite team. It's definitely the Packers. So, we're gonna get it cracking with Jared. And uh, I'm a football lover first, though, most definitely. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, the Packers' ideal draft. So in my opinion, the way our season went, our defense got better than it was like this like the year before. So I mean, only weaknesses we really have right now is wide receiver, linebacker, D line, and cornerback depth, and definitely a, a huge emphasis on defensive line depth. But what you guys think? Y'all suck regardless. Damn. I got beat bad by the 49ers. I feel like, I don't know, man. Y'all need more run defensive help. I don't mean. That's what killed him. Yeah, Jack, Jack Alexander, he look like he going to be a good cornerback for years to come. I got edge rushers to get to the quarterback. Maybe interior. Maybe looking at interior. Nah, because they still got Kenny Clark. That's it, though. I'm saying, like, you gotta have some type. You gotta have some type of backup, cause, like, again, if he gets hurt or yeah. if he has, if he if he just tired on the sideline, like, running after a four three running back like the 49ers have in Mostert is like tiring the whole game away. So, and they that game was the one of the quickest playoff games I've seen throughout the whole playoffs, other than probably that Ravens Titans game. So, other than that, offense side of the ball, we definitely gonna need some wide receiver help. Rogers getting too old. Devontae Adams is. It's Devontae Adams or Buzz. It's like, I'm saying it's that's the, all it's, y'all got. I, it used to be the Rodgers show, but now it's the Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams show. But like Rodgers did his thing this season, being a game manager. He really he really stepped back and played his role as a game manager. He also let Aaron Jones steal the show. But Devontae Adams, when he was not in the game, we did win, we did win games, but him on our team and he's on the field healthy, it makes our offense ten times better. So we get somebody to compliment him. Even if we bring back Randall Cobb, in my opinion, like somebody that's gonna help him. Y'all gonna, gonna mess around the draft uh, like Jalen Rager or um, Brandon Ayuk. I want a speed guy too. I'm telling you, man, somebody. Yeah, wait, somebody like pick, that. That's the only thing. Like, I be forgetting this is a great year for wide receivers too. Beautiful draft. I'm gonna say this right you, now. Bro, it's like uh, this you, wide receiver draft gonna be one of the best of this decade. Started on. I don't already. think Jerry Judy not my favorite, bro. What? I'm gonna say that though. I'm a CD Lamb fan. Yeah, CD. I'm Lamb, a CD Lamb bro. fan till I die. I remember. Oh I remember during the college football season, like I would get on Twitter and they'd have pictures of screenshots from a video. It'd be CD Lamb surrounded by like three players, and it'd be a freeze frame, and it'd look like they getting them from all angles, and then the caption would be like. CD Lamb scored on this play. <laughs> I'll be like, bro, what? And they have like four different things of that per game of like, oh, he got 20 yards on this play. And it's a pitcher, and it looked like he obviously finna be tackled, but no, he scored or he ran for 20 yards. Like, yeah, he like that, bro. I'm, I'm all in on Jerry Drew. Uh, I mean, if he, the, the ceiling for him is like Randy Moss, bro. Yeah. What? The ceiling for him is like Randy Moss. I mean, built the same way. I mean, the way people look at it with college receivers is, like, everybody wants that SEC receiver because, like, you got the best competition over there. Yeah. No one wants a lot of, like, there's not that many big-name OU receivers that's out there, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like CeeDee Lynn's going to change that culture for him, you know? 
So, and then other than that, with the wide receivers, our biggest weakness on the defensive side of the football. Oh my gosh, Mo will tell you, I hate Blake Martinez. Oh yes, my god, Blake Martinez. But I feel like he did all right. Like, he get a lot does. of tackles. Everyone. I mean, like, yo, you that's can get it. as many tackles as you yeah. can, but if you get a tackle after a forty-yard run, you know what I'm saying? That's so bad, bro. Yeah, it don't make you good. It don't make you good, and he's terrible in pass coverage. So I know we're not gonna get Isaiah Simmons. I know we're not. That's not. We're too far back in the draft unless our GM just feels lucky one day and just wants to trade up. But I like linebackers like Troy Dye. You got the old guy from uh, OU, Murray. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But we definitely need a linebacker. I don't know if we're going to take one first round or second round, but we definitely going to need one. How did you feel about your coach this year? First time coach. Yo, first Matt LaFour actually surprised me. Like, when I like, obviously, like, you can't really judge a, a coach coming into the season because it's like, it's his first time actually being a head coach. I mean, you, you come from an organization like the Titans. Coming back, you had Derrick Henry, you had Marcus Mariota. Like, I don't know, like their offense should have been a little bit better than what it was. It definitely progressed this year with a different quarterback for the Titans. But talk about our side of the football, the Packers side of the football, which is mainly offense. I honestly feel like he did a great job this year. But we like so we just need the more we just need more pieces. That's all. I feel like next year's gonna really show what he's really capable of. So we'll see. And the fact that he came from the Titans, I think that showed up with the with Aaron Jones there too. Yeah. We definitely had a good running year this year. I think he was tied with Christian for the most touchdowns. For sure. Like 19. Christian went crazy. Bro, we're not going to talk, talk about that. We're going to get we're to gonna that. We're going to get to that because I got some issues. Matter of fact, we need to discuss that, the uh, NFL honors, bro. We yeah, no. Nah, we definitely got to discuss that. We got to discuss that. But bro. now that we off my team, let's go to the next team. <laughs> man, I'm about to cry looking at this screen, bro. It is a tough year to be a Panthers fan. Jesus Christ. It's a it's a list of things you hate to see. It's so um, much number to one is about. always it. Number one, always it. You hate it's, to see it. It's a it's a tough year, bro. Like draft wise, what don't we need? But we need O line help. Offensively, I feel like we just need an O line. We got weapons. Y'all good at the receiving. quarterback the quarterback situation is in the air because they don't make it clear what they're going to do, if they're going to keep Cam, trade Cam, release Cam. I don't know. So you can't speak on it. But defensively, Luke Kuechly's gone, so we need an inside linebacker. We need more inside defensive linemen. We need corners. We need safeties. The only thing I'm really confident about is Brian Burns on the edge. That's it. And Kawan Short coming back next year. That's it. Literally. James Bradbury is great, but he going to win a big contract. I don't think we're going to bring him back. Um, Dante Jackson looked promising his rookie year. Then his past year, it looked like he had a slight drop off. Hopefully, he pick it back up. But, man, it's like, dude, there's not enough picks in the world for what we need. I mean, but let's also talk about how Luke Keekly just retired on y'all. Like, I respect it because, like, it's yeah. his health. But at the end of the day, it's just like, I that cried. is y'all heart and soul on that defense. Like, y'all just lost Thomas Davis this season before. <laughs> I cried, yeah. Bro, we lose. Like, that's what make it hard because I've never been through a rebuild like this, bro. Like, we literally – usually when a franchise rebuilds, they keep one at least kind of mainstay. And I'm hoping that's going to be Cam. But it seemed like we losing mm -hmm. everybody. Like, it seemed like y'all clearing house. TD gone. Greg. Greg is gone. Luke is gone. Ron Rivera is gone. Shaq's still there. Yeah, Shaq, but still, even Shaq is a little bit more of the newer wave. We're talking about that 2015-year nucleus, like Cam, Greg, Luke, TD. Like that picture that they always show. Oh, I got that in my phone, bro. bro. Yeah, it's them, bro. It's, they, them. it's like they, everybody in that picture is gone, bro. Yeah. Um, positives is like at least we got a good pick. We got the seventh pick. I think we took Christian with eight. We've never had – I think they said something like we never had seven before. 
but it's our first time having a seven pick. But of course, I like Simmons. Um, everybody loves Simmons. Everybody loves Simmons. Simmons. Right. It's just Jerry where already. where we play him. I mean, like getting to that point, where do you play? I mean, because you look at the snap counts, you got 116 snap counts at outside linebacker. So if you you need a, you need edge rushing, like Mo was saying earlier, like the Jaguars could really get him if they wanted to and use him as an outside linebacker. And, and I, got, don't, I don't see why people are against like just using him how to use to make clips and like if I like I wouldn't mind him moving around everywhere. He he'll kind of be like our Christian McCaffrey on defense, bro. Yeah, like Swiss Army night. Yeah, like have have sets where he's the inside linebacker. Have See, sets where he's coming out the edge. My head. thing about that is it doesn't necessarily work in the NFL. Cause Jabril tried to do that. They try to move him around. But the, see, what team was he at? Different field. Yeah, he, he went, went to the Browns, Browns and he went to the, the Browns. Browns tried to do that with Jabril and wasn't working, so they tried to put him in one position. Still wasn't selling at that position. But that happened with Mika. They put Mika because with the Dolphins, they have they need to help at everything, right? Yeah, so they couldn't just put him at free safety. Yeah, you know, you're definitely so Mika right. went everywhere except for free safety. Yeah, I but mean, he goes to the Steelers and balls out. You it, feel me? Yeah, I feel you. But like, it also, in my opinion, I feel like you bring up that example about the Browns. But like, I always tell Joe, and I also tell everybody, like, it's always been scheme over team for me. I always believed in scheme over team. Shout out to my boy Brian. But nah, like. <laughs> Scheme over team is so important because if you don't have the coach to have the scheme, then you're not going to be able – like, your players aren't going to be good, yo. Like, and that's why I feel like Jabril is doing way better on the Giants than he is on the Browns. So, I feel like – He had a great year. He had a, he had a way better year. But at first, like, I honestly thought he might have been a bust. Like, I honestly thought that. But I'm saying, like, sometimes a player has to grow out of his out of his draft site. The Browns was not a good site for him to be. Don't forget who he got traded for, bro. He got traded for Odell. Like, it's definitely a lot of promise with Jabril. But I will say this. Even with Jabril when he was in college – and Minka at Alabama, I feel like Simmons is way different. Like, they play multiple positions. Like, who's who's somebody who's excelled doing that? Tyron Matthew, I say, has excelled playing oh, multiple yes. positions. Even yes. Tyron Matthew, when he was at LSU, nobody in recent memory has been everywhere like Simmons. Like, yeah, Jared got the numbers like, bro, he's bro. playing over 100 snaps. You at got five 299 positions. snaps at inside That's linebacker, different. 262 snaps at Slot cornerback, talk about 130 it. at free safety, and you got 100 at strong safety. Talk like, damn, bro, bro, over 100 snaps. You talk about like the MVP of a defense, bro. bro? Come that's on, ridiculous. Son. that's they different. Actually, watch him like, um, that national championship game. He's everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And I, bro, I'm, I'm honestly, I can't wait to see him run the 40 yard dash, bro, because like. Man, I've never seen a player like this. Like, this is one of the players. Uh, me and Moda made a bunch of franchises on Madden, bro. These are the type of players you put the sliders up, and then, like, you got, you got like, a 90-speed linebacker. This is how it feels. And we this actually got build. to get in the build now, He bro. got the build to do so many different things. Right, I'm, I'm going to tell you because, uh, you know, Charlotte, we played Clemson this year, and and my manager, my boss, he had told me, uh, yeah, it was just safety. And he's lining up at the line of scrimmage, but he's, he's playing deep. I'm like – what do you mean he's lining up at the line of scrimmage then dropping to a deep zone? Like, that doesn't make no sense. And just the fact that he can actually do that is crazy. That just shows his speed and how smart he is and how much Clemson actually trusts him. Yeah. That's why I think he's going to go to Jaguars. Jaguars, their defense has always been – it's always been Jaguars defense, Jaguars defense. Feel me? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. All right, next on um, – on the teams, we got this terrible team that I honestly hate so much, the Patriots. Like, y'all, I mean, I got to respect y'all. It's like a Kobe hate thing. Like, I didn't like Kobe like that, but you got to respect them. Same thing with Tom Brady, same thing with the Patriots. Like, you got to respect them. It's a weird year. Hold on, let's see if it's 
We can cut this part out. See the code? Both been clicking, trying to get all of that. Use the code again? Yeah. Worst case scenario, I say. 891. What's that? 891. We should have did it like that. But nah. Where the war room part of the sample. None of these work. <laughs> Go um HDMI. Camera and uh HDMI. No, HDMI. Alright, yeah, we can just cut this part out. Cut that part out. Go back to um Go back to the Panthers. Yeah, Panthers and then show the transition. Alright, so yeah. So honestly we can go back like I honestly think the Panthers should be good this year. I like the Matt Rule hiring. I know Joe does. He seems like a great leader. So, yeah, I think y'all should be good. I wanted Eric being in Yo, we got to talk about that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Yeah, we deal. definitely got something for that later. I, we definitely got something for that. The but, nah, deal. also, I feel like Grant Delp could be, could be also a great pick for y'all as well because y'all never had that stout safety. I don't like him. You don't like him? A lot of, a lot of people don't. don't. A lot of people a lot don't. Of people don't. They He's like, like the, uh, they, the, the what's the award that he won? The um, best, the best secondary player. He basically won an award for the best secondary player in college football. But they were a lot of people felt like that was the like worst choosing of the award ever. And if you watch LSU against Oklahoma and Clemson, it's like, I like people don't know how he got that award. If you really watch him, he's not, he don't look impressive to me. Yeah, he's not the 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 normal LSU stud secondary guy that we always get. It's it's not. The same, but I could be wrong. He could go somewhere and and be great. I, mean, I like Xavier more though. I, I definitely like Xavier more because he he goes slot. He can go free safety, and um, a lot of reports have been coming out that um, Alabama had a lot of injuries at linebacker. Mm -hmm. A lot of reports came out that he was coming down and playing um, linebacker. He was that communicative. He was that leader for that team. So when you have a player like that, you definitely want to look into that up, mm. up um, over Grant Delpit who. I haven't heard a lot about him. I'm not gonna say I don't like him, but like you've heard some of the stuff I don't heard like him. Yeah, I, don't, like, I mean, I but like you gotta look at that. that LSU build of secondary players, especially at the safety position. Look, it's like, bro, you got Tyron Matthew, then you got Jamal Adam. Like, you always got DB. that. Like, yeah, it's definitely DB over there, but like, you gotta look at how they build their safety. Like, I feel like Tyron Matthew is crazy. He's the honey bear. He's crazy. Jamal Adams, he's crazy too on the field. Like, he be calling out there trying to kill somebody. I feel like if y'all get that safety and y'all. And y'all defense, that'll change the whole culture. Because y'all never had, like, no crazy, crazy secondary, in my opinion. Y'all always just had a great front seven. And then y'all had some supporting secondary players to, to like, Mo support that. Think about something, too. Alabama did have injuries at linebacker. Should we save the linebacker pick for next year and get Dylan Moses? He would have been the consensus best interior linebacker this year if he played. But he didn't declare, did he? I'm not sure nah, if he declared or not. Back. He's going back to Alabama. So, yeah, he messed up his stock. We'll see. Hopefully, man. I, I want to see the Panthers do good. Like, honestly, like, we, we all from Charlotte, but I honestly want to see them do good. Like, yeah, I want to have a parade here, man. I'm going to go to that. Man. I have my Patriots gear on, but I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have every team on. Like I said, I'm a football lover, so. 
go on to the Patriots next. Speaking of Patriots, yes, sir. That's what we like to see, baby. Yes, sir. Like right. I said. I don't see how you could smile. Y'all y'all finally looked normal for the first time in forever. Lost to the Dolphins before the playoffs, then lost again. I remember the last time I seen the Patriots lose back-to-back, and they lost in the playoffs to the Titans. Point. And Tom Brady is entering free agency for the first time in his career. And he's not a Patriot. I'm going to tell you why. Why you I'm not worried. Okay. In Bill, we trust. I, <laughs> in Bill Belichick, we trust. I tell everybody I talk to about the Patriots. Everybody who asks me anything about the Patriots, they say, when Tom Brady leaves, y'all are done. No. When Bill Belichick leaves, we are toast. I'm when Bel- when Bill Belichick leaves, I am going to be worried. I will not have a smile on my face. But as long as that man is still in the front office, still our GM, still our head coach, I have no worries whatsoever. And Bill, we trust. I can dig it. What y'all draft? Draft gonna be looking like? I I want receiver. <laughs> I want a receiver. Like honestly, I like Nikhil. I like how um he came out. We had two undrafted free agents this year. We had um Gunner and um Jacoby. They're both just average receivers in my opinion. Jacoby, uh, he should do better next year. I'm not sure actually. Then you know we had the Antonio Brown situation. He came in. He balled out of course. But then we had the um Josh Gordon project. Josh Gordon. But people was like, why did we release him? And the dude's not coming to practice. The dude's not doing what he's supposed to. That's what all the reports are saying. So we released him. And um, what was that receiver that we had that we traded to Jets? I'm not sure. But older guy, Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas. We had him at the beginning of the year. We didn't give him a chance. We <laughs> let him go as soon as we got Antonio Brown. I feel like we ended up letting go of Antonio Brown. I feel like from a coaching standpoint, like, no one really looks at that situation, though. Like, no one looks at that situation of Josh Gordon. Because, like, everybody's just like, yo, Josh Gordon's solid. Like, any team should pick him up. Like, any team that needs a wide receiver should pick him up. But I'm just like, from a coaching standpoint, I feel like y'all did the right thing. Y'all should have released him. Because it's, it's like, he just cannot get right. I don't know what it is about him. He just cannot get right. So, until that day ever comes, which it probably won't ever come, I like Josh Gordon, but even on the Seahawks, like I feel like it might not last that long. So we'll see. But he's gone now. I mean, is he really? Yeah, man, he I know he even he got in trouble. He again. even fit into the depth chart because they already had like they had like a five solid receivers that this. Yeah, they had Lockett and all them boys. And then DK. We'll get to that too. Josh Gordon used to be my favorite wide receiver, bro. When he first was about to come back to the league, he's talking about they was they were saying that Cleveland was gonna let him go. I wanted him to come to the Panthers so bad because he's Flash, Cam is Superman. I was trying to get it going, bro. Man, what a Marvel football team, bro. Come on, bro. Yeah, team up. Nah, other receiver. Um, I really want us to look at Edge. We did good drafted um Winovich in the third round, but um, other than that, we don't really have edges except for our linebackers. Y'all, lo- y'all losing some important people. Mm-hmm. Y'all losing y'all O lineman, tight end tackle. We losing um. Joe Thune's uh, leaving. Tom Maybe Brady. Possibly. <laughs> I Tom mean, Brady. Tom possibly. Brady's the most important, but McCourty. I'm not worried about it. McCourty. I think McCourty's going to retire. If he doesn't retire, I think he's going to yeah, come back a few more seasons. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I don't see him in another uniform. I don't see him doing that because his brother plays for us now. Go back to Tennessee. Why would he do that? Tennessee just beat y'all. No, Jason played for them. Yeah, he but I'm saying – no. It's a connection. Yeah, because Logan Ryan and Malcolm went there, but mm. then again, it's bumped them boys. You know, that's how you want to get pick six. I don't like the Patriots, but if I had, if I was the GM of y'all team, if I had to make the draft picks, wide receiver, I'm getting 
if I'm, what I'm saying, if I do get a wide receiver, yeah. I'm getting Van Jefferson because that's like a polished wide receiver. Y'all, the scheme y'all run, y'all always had polished wide receivers there, and especially with Julian Edelman. So that's another person right there I like because he his route running is amazing. Yeah, they need their next. Well, it's like if it's all dependent on Tom Brady, but if Tom Brady was to come back, I would say yeah, y'all need y'all next. Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Danny Amendola type player, like, cause Julian Edelman took like a brutal, brutal, brutal beating last year, cause he was the he was like Julian Edelman or bust, and teams knew that, and they was like whooping that Double man. Team yeah, like all that. I was like, wow. But the next player that's like that in this draft is uh, Jalen Rager. I, I really like him. Like, get him a good quarterback. I'm like, um, his entire career in college. <laughs> Get him more frauds, man. No, DJ Moore. They go crazy, man. But get him a good quarterback. He actually is a good slot player. Matt Rule tried to recruit DJ Moore to Temple, which is uh, DJ Moore's hometown. So it came full circle. Finally getting the coaching. Break out here. Linebacker, honestly, you want that Kyle Van Noy type player that's going to grow inside that Patriots defensive system? I like Troy Dye from Oregon. I know my boy. I know my boy Mo's an Oregon fan. I would like that scheme fit for y'all, bro. Troy, Troy Dye isn't comparable to KVN. I'm gonna tell you this why. Because Troy Dye, Troy Dye is more like. I'm not gonna say he's comparable to Miles Jack. He, but he's he's that type of linebacker. He's a coverage speedy type of linebacker. Mm-hmm. But that's what you need against Lamar Jackson. You yeah, feel me? Mo, our, definitely. Our our linebacker core when we played them, because that game that com- that completely pissed me off. That entire game pissed me. off. Yeah, Jamie Collins on the edge, he got fried. KVN on the edge, got fried. Then we have Dante Hightower on the edge, getting fried just by one player, not like the entire team, because they was running all over us. But it was Lamar. <laughs> Mark Ingram was going crazy. That game completely pissed me off. And we just like speed. Our defense is good for what they do because they're they're fundamental. But when it comes to actually like speed, it's, it's, it's the X factor. You can't something you can't teach. It's something you can't. And just have, yeah. And once you have that, you can't take that away from anybody. So once our defense got exposed, says like, oh, they have weaknesses now. Weaknesses were slow and old. We uh-huh. realized that as soon as we played Baltimore, and that was a problem. And if we're looking at linebackers, Troy Dye is good. I like Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. And um, other than that. Like some small linebackers down um, in the line, but also we need edge, and um, ain't nothing better than Charlotte talent right here. You feel me? Alice Highsmith out of Charlotte. Hey, bro. Six, I honestly four, like what second in the in the nation in sacks. I like what UNCC is doing. I I want to see some good players come out of UNC. The only player we really know right now is my boy Ogan Joby, right? Club lit. Larry, you don't know nothing about that. Larry, come on, man. You know me and Will Hitty like We got that. Larry and um, Nate Davis. Nate Davis um, for the Titans. Yeah. So, you know, Charlotte football is doing good. I would love to see Alex in the Patriots. Some know. great running backs from Charlotte coming out this year. Jenny LeMay is going to be a goat, man. All right. So, let's get into the next topic. We're talking about the best rookies from this past year. Obviously, um, I'm going – I'm an OU fan first. So, I'm going Kyler Murray. Like, Kyler Murray, in my opinion, I mean, obviously, it's a toss-up between the quarterbacks because you got to think about it. You got Garner Minshew. He started the year off, like, as soon as he got his time to shine, he started off hot. But you can't really give him the real spotlight that he deserved because he got injured. So I had to give that to Kyler. It's, between, it's really a toss-up between the two. I wish he really, really played the whole season. Cause yeah, I, I mean, but Kyler, Kyler played the full season, like he said. He was, he was drafted high, so he played to prediction, like – 
Gardner Minshew, I always remind people, even with like people like Nick Foles, that Eagles year, it's a slight advantage to when you plan a player that the other team doesn't game plan for. Like nobody's exactly. expecting to have to play this player. That's the slight advantage that you have. But with a Kyler Murray, like it was from day one, everybody knew it was gonna be Kyler. He was the first overall pick, so he's playing with all that pressure, and he still excelled. So I give him that one easily as far as quarterbacks. It wasn't a great. Great year for quarterbacks, honestly. We had a lot of stars hurt. Definitely. Not a lot of great rookies just besides him and Daniel Jones a little bit. Like, it seemed like Kyler Murray is the only rookie quarterback who really played a full season of like of good play. Everybody else either didn't play all season or didn't stay consistent. So you got to give him that. And this is the first year, honestly, I've seen with so many backup quarterbacks. Like I've seen, I've never seen so many backup quarterbacks. Kyle but, Allen, Minshew, Bridgewater. Man. Don't, let's not forget Taysom. Oh, Taysom man, Hill. I love Taysom Hill, bro. I can't stand Taysom. <laughs> Did y'all know he's 30? Yeah. He's, he wants a starting job. Yes, that's what's pissing me off, because now he's talking about going to be viewed as a quarterback. Um, too late for that, bud. But what can you view him as, though? Like A player. Just a player, bro. He's one of those Madden players that you just created just because you was bored one day. He's a gadget player. So, I mean, I don't know. Who else y'all think it was good in, the, in this past draft for this season? Definitely Josh Jacobs, still in a draft, scary Terry for Washington. When he plays, he looked like he's a like a Pro Bowl wide receiver already. Man, like, he did a Gilmore. Man. Oh my god. Yeah, he is pro. Gilmore uh him and Devontae Parker gave Gilmore the most trouble all year. Devontae Parker Devontae Parker. Of the oh yeah. If breakout hard. breakout player of the year, definitely Devontae Parker, bro. I don't know is how it? you did it. Yeah. No. I don't know how you, I tried playing with him on Madden, bro. I don't know how he played with Fitzpatrick. I don't know how he did it, bro. I think, well, I read something about this, actually. Like, I think the problem was, like, you never had that real veteran quarterback. I mean, yeah, you had Tannehill at one point, but, again, Tannehill was in and out injured. And then you got other quarterbacks. But I don't know what it is about Ryan Fitz magic. He makes it work every time, bro. And I feel like they were feeding him early in games. So that's what got him hot. So once you get the ball early as a receiver, you're going to stay hot the rest of the game, bro, in my opinion. So Man, he definitely had a good year, though, bro. Like, I, I like I like Devontae Parker. Let's go put them highlights on of how he was scorching Steph and, uh, Stephon. See? Bro, I'm talking about multiple plays. Nah, nah, nah. We, we don't, we don't look terrible. at that. Defense player of the year, best cornerback in the league. It happens to the best of us. But now, nah, getting back on Terry McLaurin, bro, like, I don't know what it, what it is about these receivers that were 17 and they route running, but oh yeah. my God. Damn. Jesus. That's a good point, though. Who else is it, though? Shoot, Antonio Brown wore 17 on the Patriots? I'm getting I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere, bro. I'm getting somewhere. But nah, all seriousness, like, you want to pause right here? I feel like he'd break out low key. Yeah, he might. I mean, but we'll see. Uh, another rookie I think is good is Nick Bosa. Oh, yeah, by far. Defensive rookie of the year. But nah, 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 nah. I like, I like Josh Allen. Bosa. Is it personal? Yes. Do I care? No. I don't know why the Panthers didn't play Brian Burns. I was on the BT, not the X Sun. Right. What slide is after this? XFL? Yeah. I should have paid the slides better. Yeah, no, I'll be good. We just It's just hard because I wish they had a set like he never sleeps. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how your pocket never sleep? It does? Well, we get it the next time. 
I'm probably going through it now. But uh, yeah, we just, we just going to, we're going to finish just talking about the rest of these rookies. We ain't got to really go over all of them. We get like five. So we got Josh Allen, Nick Bosa, Kyler Murray, Terry McLaurin. And I want to do uh, I want to do DK Metcalf real quick. Talk about that. Are you ready? Well, we go back to the Patriots slide. Um, as far as the my my rookie story this year, I don't know if you consider a good year or a bad year, but it wasn't nothing to do with him. Like Ryan Burns of the Panthers, bro, rookie of the freaking month, bro. That's four weeks. First four weeks of the season, he was the best defensive rookie, and then we just stopped playing him. It seemed like I don't know if it was injury or what. Like I want to see that guy on the field way more. He was on pace. Could be defensive rookie of the year, at least in the in the battle, bro. And then just dropped off. Nothing due to him. But I feel like long term, he could be dynamic, bro. He's like a lot of comparisons when he when we took him was Von Miller. And I see it this year. I had no clue who he was when we took him. I wanted Montez Sweat, bro, because that was before I processed that the Panthers was switching to more of a 3-4 system. I entire time being a Panther fan, we always been 4-3, bro. Hands in the dirt, four down, four man technique. I was like, Montez Sweat, perfect. We was losing Julius Peppers. He built just like Julius Peppers. I wanted Montez Sweat. I was so angry on draft night. Then I went back and looked at his stuff from college. I was like, nah, bro's good. And they even had a bunch of stats and metrics. And like he really like looks a lot like Von Miller. And I think he going to be dynamic. So, I mean, that's a rookie to watch for in the next few years. Who, who was a bust, though? Shoot, I mean, I'm a Packers fan. I hate to say it. I'm not going to call Rashawn Gary a bust, but at the end of the day, like, from a coaching standpoint, your job as a coach is to put players where they need to be so they can be successful. Mike Payton did not do that with Rashawn Gary. Like, you're coming out of college playing, in, your hands in the dirt, you're playing three down linemen at Michigan, you're putting your hands in the dirt, and you're going after the quarterback. Why are you standing this man up? Like, he is too big to be standing up, bro. And that's our problem. We don't have the alignment. So why are you going to sit here and stand this man up? You got the Smith bros on the outside, so why have it behind him, bro? I understand from a GM standpoint, you got to play your players that you paid. But Rashawn Gary, you picked him before <coughs> Darnell Savage, which is also a great pick. But you got to play him, bro. You can't just have him getting in there every once in a while, learning how to be an outside linebacker. Like, no, I, I don't agree with that. So uh, he's not a bust, but he definitely didn't rise to the expectation that I have for him. We ain't see him enough to really judge him. Yeah. Same thing with Nikhil and your team. Nikhil, um, injuries. You're not as high on him as most people, though. Nah, because I've seen him in seven games. You know, uh, preseason he did good. Um, preseason he got injured in preseason, too. And um, he got injured towards the end of the season. But um, he had, what, 12 catches in seven games. Um, <laughs> it's not much for me to evaluate, but... When we did draft him, you know, I was happy about it. Wanted a nice receiver like that. I did I did think he was the best receiver in the draft. I take that back now. But during that time, the kill, he looked like a good fit for us. And I th still think he yeah, is. Yeah, he can be. So I just I want to give him some time before I, I hype him up and get my jersey. You feel me? Let's give some credit to Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman. No. Dexter Lawrence looks very good, though. I still don't agree with that Daniel Jones pick that high. Daniel though. Jones also looked like think about it though. I don't know, bro. We we everybody in the media judged both of his picks and they both ended up being good picks though. I mean, yeah, but 
when you are that high in the draft, like you gotta get you gotta get your value, bro. Does he not look like he has problems? He's but, better than I mean, Eli. Yeah, but why that high though? You know what I'm saying? Like who, okay, who was behind him then? I mean, there's other quarterbacks that I mean, no one knows, I mean, till now, like after the draft, like if we was to do a redraft, I feel like they probably would have picked Gardner Minshew, but I mean, there's other quarterbacks you in my know, opinion they could have picked, bro. It's uh, like high. It's, it's, if, and if they still did pick him, they didn't have to pick him that high. But I mean, sometimes six. Yeah, like, but sometimes I mean, that was they pick though. Who? That's what I mean by not even just the quarterback. What players were behind Daniel Jones that you could have took? You got to think about everything. Team need all of that stuff factors in. They need a quarterback of the future. Eli Josh Manning Allen was still on the board, was it? Josh Allen. Yeah. He, he may have been. But, that seven, right? Okay, then it then it comes down to what do you prioritize? Do you prioritize a potential franchise quarterback or an edge rusher? They I mean, both they probably one and two as far as most important. I mean, but, but quarterback is still number one. Do you think do you think that Daniel Jones probably could have survived to the second round? Like do you think because I mean honestly, we've never seen seven. we never seen no Duke prospect at quarterback come out into the draft and be, well, get we drafted that high. We gotta bro. stop looking at stuff like that though. Like that to me, we gotta stop looking like like who cares really? You gotta evaluate the play at hand. You gotta use Film that you have, the interviews. Who's to say that other teams didn't have him work out and fall in love with him the same way the Giants did? Like the we don't know. That was reporting on him was the Giants. That's the. That's what I'm saying though. Like, so I, oh, you saying okay, maybe you could have drafted somebody else and got him later. That's the same thing with the Bears. Down. The Bears could, if you wanted Trubisky, no one was taking Trubisky. But they draft, they trade. Now that's different. They traded nobody. up to get that man. Exactly. They no, that, that was so that was stupid. Daniel Jones. They, it was on them. They made a selection. This is my. This is what I'm talking about. I can see if they traded up to get Daniel Jones or something like that. But they, it came to them. Time for y'all to make a pick. They made a pick, and it looks like it's a good pick. That like plainly, like you can add stuff to it. You can take stuff away. But at the end of the day, that's just that's as simple as it gets. They was their pick six. They picked a quarterback that they wanted. The quarterback looks good. All the quarterbacks taken behind him. You could argue don't even look like as promising as him, bro. Like outside of Kyler Murray and and and, and uh, Daniel Jones, there's really no other guys that we expected to be good that were good. Of course, you got Gardner Minshew, but I mean, no one's seen no that one coming. Expected. No one was expecting that. Like that's my point. Like nobody expected him to be what he was. As far as people expecting him to be good, it was just two, and they got one of them, and it worked out. We're Same with Dexter Lawrence. Like We're not gonna do the way. I mean, but I mean, Dwayne had an okay year, but he didn't have a better year than Daniel Jones. I mean, he didn't. He doesn't look more promising than Daniel Jones. Put it like that. I mean, but he's more athletic. But again, like I said before, it's always way you gotta be. You gotta get drafted to the right spot, bro. You gotta yeah. get drafted to the right spot. And I felt like the Giants, Dwayne Haskins, the Giants probably would have been a, a good fit for him. But I mean, we'll never know. We'll never know. That's the sad. That's what he really wanted to go to. Yeah, it was, that was his favorite team. Everybody was banking on him going to. And that. also, like as a GM, you gotta get your value out your picks, and that's right why, now. honestly, we said Cleveland Farrell is probably like another one of like them bad rookies because like yeah. he got drafted that high and had four point five sacks. He got drafted before. Josh Allen. That, so, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you drafted somebody in the fourth round, and Max Crosby, we had 10 sacks. They even played a whole year, had 10 sacks. Imagine if they had Josh Allen, and then you have Max Crosby on both sides of the edge. Fam, that, we wouldn't even be talking about Khalil Mack anymore in a Raiders uniform if, they, if that would have happened. Because we already know everybody was like, them, them training Khalil Mack probably wasn't the best thing. But it probably would have been if they would have drafted Josh Allen. But they didn't. They just wanted to go with Cleveland Farrell. They just, I think, honestly, they had too many picks. 
in Mike Mayock's first draft, they had way too many picks and he had way too many options. So he just went fireball and just. I still don't stuff. understand that. Cleveland Farrell that early, that I don't know what you you had. That was laughable, man. Yeah, I don't get it. But um, I don't know. I just feel like Dave Gutterman get a lot of flag, and I'm a Panther fan, so we don't even like Dave Gutterman around here. Like he, his time with us was not likable. But I gotta give him props because we criticized both of those picks, and they both were. Two of the best. They were two top 12 prospects. If you had to make a list of the top 12 out of the first round, how they ended up being, they were both in the – you could put them in the top 12. I think Dexter Lawrence, Wilkins, and who else was good? Like, they were better than Quentin Williams this year. As far as interior defensive linemen, Dexter Lawrence and um and Wilkins for Miami Dolphins were both better than Quentin Williams. So That's just that Clemson time ago. Hey, man. We'll see, but – we're going to go ahead and get into the... And Oliver, too, though. And Oliver was good. He had a sneaky season. He did, but it looks promising towards the end. Because he's a freaking nature. He was yeah, a, he's he a, was a big number dude. one. He was number one until that little... Oh, yeah. That, he was, that little jacket thing. He was a top five prospect. That little jacket thing happened. Crying over You really thing. don't hear about them good defensive Bills players like that on the line, though. Like You don't hear about like Jerry Hughes. You don't really hear about players like that from the Bills. But I like the Bills, though. So. He built like Ndamukong Sue, bro. He is, bro. He's mean like him, too. I know he mean. Ain't nobody getting that mad over no jacket or no hat on the sideline. And I I can't believe that dropped his draft stock, bro. Like, he really should have still been. Well, nah, he was hurt, too. The injury was I mean, yeah, but even the injury that he had wasn't going to drop him that low. He should have still been a top five pick. Like, so, I mean, we'll see. You want to go ahead and get into the XFL now? Loading. You know how I feel about the XFL already. Let them see the loading motions. It's still loading. Loading. It's still loading up, man. You know. You feel me? But um, XFL. Where do I start? You know. You know I feel some type of way already. How my team lost. And how how we see this compared to the AFF? Way better. Marketing was way better. I told somebody the other day, I think the XFL, it learned from their first stint and their first try, which didn't end great. I think the best thing they do in this go-around, even though we weren't really around when it came the first time, just based off of what you kind of can see from history and hear about, the best thing they're doing now is Vince McMahon does not have his face all over this. Yeah. The, like, the best thing about the XFL right now is that people forget it's ran by the WWE, and that's a plus. Because I feel like if, if they were kind of... Throwing his face out and reminding people of that constantly and hovering over it, it wouldn't have the success it has now. Like, they're standing on their own two feet, and I really love that. Marketing is great. They're not afraid to be different. Like, a lot of rules and stuff people love. Um, I ain't going to take all the pluses. I know y'all probably got some stuff that y'all like about it, but I know I got a long list of stuff I like about the XFL right now. My opinion, I like the rules, bro. Like, especially the kickoff. Like, I like how it's set up. Like, no one probably ever thought to start the kickoff like that. Like, and it's less impact on the body too, because yeah. you're not running full speed. You're just it's it's like just, a zone run, bro. Yeah, it's just you beating you're beating your blocker just to get to that guy. And I feel like I haven't seen a kickoff return yet in the XFL because I only watched like two or three games. I haven't watched all the games, but no, nah, that hasn't been way yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of hard though. It's kind of hard to get a kickoff return, which I like, cause like if you actually get a kickoff return in the XFL, bro, you actually earned it, bro. Austin Duke, go get that. Charlotte kid, Austin Duke. I mean, but who's who y'all liking there? Like, who's y'all favorite teams or players? Like, cause right now I'm a it's Black History Month, bro. I like I, I like the defenders, bro. Like the defenders is hard, bro. It's Black History Month, bro. You got a black coach, you got you got a black quarterback, and he's doing good too. Like I like that, yo. 
In any other season, Cardell Jones would be the best player in the XFL, but P.J. Walker is like a monster. Yeah, P.J. Walker, PJ Walker is like, definitely the best player right now as far as we've seen. Um, and one thing I wanted to talk about, because I wanted to see if one of y'all was going to pick up on it or say something, but the instant replay in the XFL is amazing. So if y'all haven't seen it, the way they do it is it's completely transparent. So you know how in the NFL, like even in NBA, when they go to the screen, they'll show it on our TVs, but they still have the refs and stuff discussed. In the XFL, you can listen to that conversation. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can listen to them break down and be like, okay, what do we think it is? Imagine if that was in the NFL, bro. All these controversial calls. I'm talking about calls where they lose a game, win a game, even going back to the Des Bryant <coughs> catch, no catch, the Saints thing. Imagine if we could listen in on them, make them decisions, bro. I bet she was like, oh, who you want to win? If the NFL did this, <laughs> bro, it would break bro, Twitter. You got, the AFL tried that, and um, they had like a head, like a head guy up, upstairs, and they would they would ultimately say if it was wrong or right, regardless of like whatever the refs were saying down there, because they yeah. they're the eye in the sky. So the AFL tried that, and you know they they clearly failed. But the AFL didn't. The AFL failed because they didn't have money. Yeah, they failed for most of the season. It was boring, and they didn't have money. Like you said, it's a marketing standpoint too. Like I feel like they didn't have enough time to market what they were doing. The XFL had a whole. Hearing some change, bro. I didn't hear about the AAF till it started, and that's bad. Yeah, they do that. Like I heard, everybody was preparing for the X. Everybody knew the XFL was coming back before it started. Two years prior, the jerseys are amazing. Little stuff like that matters, but like everything, all that that stuff matters. Like people care um, about the XFL. They got a bit more names that you know. I think that helps. Like if you're a fan, if you have a fan of the if you're a fan of an NFL team. And you follow your team as closely as I do. Like I know, like certain backups and people on y'all know like the the practice squad and stuff like that. If you know that stuff, you gonna recognize some people in the XFL. Like, cause Cameron Artis Payne is a starting running back in the XFL. He never got burned with the Panthers. Tyler Haneke was like our third string quarterback for three years. He's oh, yeah. a quarterback. He's a um. What team is? It's a team that was drinking beer in the locker room after they won. Uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks. Yes. He's a quarterback for them. It's like they know they got names. They got real coaches with real experience. Mark Tressman is a is a head coach. They got all kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't know. They just really went about it way, way better than the AF. I'm gonna stop right there real quick. So Mo, you wanna like put this setting on? No, we about done. Alright. What y'all wanna put up for the black? Go through the backgrounds. We can have like a one of these set backgrounds when we talk about the black court, the black um, court coaches and stuff, minorities. Go to camera. Left hand first. Put your right hand. I'm talking since it's Black History Month. <laughs> And first, put your right hand on top. Get mopped, bro. I could do a few things in here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Throw something on YouTube, bro. What time is it? 1240. Oh, it's a 1. It's a 1. Yeah, I was going to say. Got this trip. Black history. Yeah, yeah. It's straight. All right. Bro, I'm going to start a series, bro. Well, that's where the I'm going to do a review or something. The black. Okay, so we going to go back to what you called, then. No, we finna go to it. 
Y'all know what we can do? Well, like, whenever... We're not going to be able to change it from here. Okay. We're going to have to get back up. I know. What happened? This is all being edited out anyway, but you was talking about the Battle Hawks for the... Yeah. But nah, getting back to what you were saying before about um how they do the interviews with the, the like the replay sound. Also like how they do that with the coach, because like even looking at the last Super Bowl that just happened, like I would have loved to hear on the sideline what Kyle Shanahan was going through, bro. Cause this is the second time that crap that happened when he done choked the lead, bro. I would have loved to hear what he was saying on the sideline. I know he was throwing a fit, but I love how they do that in the in the XFL. Cause like you need that, bro. Everybody needs that coach's standpoint. And I know, like, everybody always wonders, like, what Bill Belichick is saying in the locker room. Like, yeah, everybody wonders that, bro. So, it's, I feel like it's a good thing that they added that, bro. I really just like that. They, and that's why they call the NFL the No Fun League, bro. They're so, they the opposite of transparent, bro. Yeah. They're so secluded and everything. The XFL is very open. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to make them have a lot of fans. I think I think Charlotte would be a perfect XFL city. What? We would be bro, perfect to I bring an XFL it. team, bro. It would be great it. attendance. Yeah, because we don't have that many, like, good teams. Like, the Hornets are still... They'll probably play here, honestly. They'll sure, probably play here. I mean, but again, like, they, we don't have that many good teams. The Hornets are on the rise. Then you got the Charlotte Knights. I mean, they're a minor league baseball team. And then the Panthers are are trying to get on the rise again. So I thought we do need at least another team so, like, to keep us, like... All we got is the checkers. Yeah, yo, that's kind of them, and then the Hurricanes, the North Carolina Hurricanes, but they actually did good a couple seasons. I mean, last season, so we'll see. I mean, but no one really watches hockey like that from our standpoint, from what I be seeing. So, so our next segment is coaches, best coaching hires. I already said Matt Lafleur is my favorite coach. I mean, I'm biased, but another good one is Brian Flores, Bruce Arians, and Cliff Kingsbury. In my opinion, which y'all think about those? I don't like the Bruce Arians hire, but not because of Bruce Arians. I just I blame him. I don't see I don't see it being a good fit. Like he's kind of like an Andy Reid. Like he's the guy that he has a whole legacy of coaching, but he's still looking for you know a little bit more success towards the end. I don't see why he would go to an organization like Tampa Bay. They don't seem ready to win. I mean, if he's trying to build something, I just don't see him as a guy who has all these seasons to just build something. Like I, he could have went somewhere ready to win. Like. I don't know. What's a team that seems like they just a, co- a coach away? Like the Browns, if he would have waited another year, the Browns and Bruce Arians would have been perfect. I don't know. Is that no, just me? I don't know. Nah, nah, I mean, the they Browns. brought him in for a reason. Um, he, we got to realize what he is, though, as a coach. He's a quarterback whisperer. Jameis isn't bad. He's kind of blind. But he's a quarterback whisperer. Like, six, so Shout out my boy Jameis with the LASIK. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I feel like they James, brought um, – Bruce Arians in for um, one of their backup coaches to groom him up to be head coach. Okay, then I okay. Okay, that makes that makes sense. I forgot his name. Um, I heard it on the radio the other day. But your point about the Browns, bro, the everywhere, anytime the Browns get a coach, they die. And I would have hated to see Bruce Arians' career just die like that. Like he already kind of left the Cardinals on a good note, not a, a great note, but like a good note. Like he was that long time coach. So why even go to a new organization trying to mess up your resume like well, that? I think like, the Browns is the way that they coaching situations are. It's the same way they quarterback situations have been. I don't think you go to the Browns and you die. I think the Browns make bad selections. I think it's the same way. Like, you, I bet you can't name a coach who was great and established and went to the Browns and then died. Like that doesn't happen. They pick these coaches like freaking uh, who's the black guy, the ball guy. That, Hugh Jackson. Nobody was saying Hugh Jackson's a great coach when he got that job. He's all right. The OCs they just got from the Vikings. Freddie Kitchens. No, they're there. That's why. That's why the same thing I said about Tampa Bay. 
it's on them. I don't understand that selection for them. The Browns don't make good decisions. I can't really put that on. Yeah, no, Stefanski shouldn't have got hired, especially after know, that playoff man. game versus the 49ers. He definitely shouldn't have got hired. But It'll be layups for them. Like, Urban Meyer's right there. Freaking Eric, at least he has some history of winning more recently. Like, you're... If you're going to take a guy like Freddie Kitchens, who's never even had coaching experience, even in high school, like none, no head coach experience at all. If you're going to take him, you might as well reach out to somebody this year like an Eric or anybody else who done had some some type of success. Like I remember Jared was telling me earlier, earlier you picked OC from Minnesota who just got damn near halted and stopped in the playoffs on offense. It's like, I don't know. You just I feel like they don't really look at nothing. They just pick people. And that's yeah. how they usually do with their quarterbacks up until like, Baker. It's like playing Russian roulette with quarterback. I mean with quarterbacks they just be and coaches, stuff. They be like, maybe that'll work. Maybe that'll work. Maybe, maybe. You gotta that's what I tell people, bro. Like you gotta learn how to win. It's about a culture, bro. So yeah, I told somebody before this season when all the Browns was getting was talent and all of this stuff, the defense was already good. Now you got Odell, Jarvis, Baker. Nick Chubb, and they had freaking Kareem Hunt. They still had Carlos Hyde. They just had a bunch of talent, and people was picking them for the Super Bowl. I was like, shoot, I, not I'm not even going to lie. I definitely had them competing for the division. It's not, I, I, I said from the jump they weren't making the playoffs because they never learned how to win. Who on their team learned how to win? Jarvis Landry is coming from the Dolphins. Odell is coming from the Giants. Miles Garrett ain't been nowhere but Cleveland. Nick Chubb ain't been nowhere but Cleveland. And you get a coach who's never been a head coach. Who on that team knows how to win? Nobody. You have Nobody. to go through the, per the the process of learning how to win and building up the culture. I don't care how good you are, bro. E even if you make a play with Odell, Odell went to the playoffs and had one of the worst playoff games of his life. That's his only playoff game. One playoff game, and it was his worst game in his career. Like, nah, yeah, so you're right. No one on that team really did learn how to win. But another coach that I do like, Brian Flores. Yo, Brian Flores is really like I, I honestly feel like they he been through like the most stuff this year like adversity wise like you done gave up a bunch of good players and you still was like have your team have fun and compete like they, like that time they beat the Patriots yo like they over here running yeah, fake plays us. on y'all yo like come on fam like you don't see that from a black coach in the league because there's not that many bro and that's the thing we have to start winning that's what, that's what's gonna get more black coaches in the league when we start winning and that's why I honestly feel like how do you not Consider Eric enemy as your coach as the Browns, bro. Like, come on, man. I, even if I had to wait this long for him to even win the Super Bowl, I still would have waited, bro. We overlooking this brother over here with the Chiefs, but we rather take this this offensive coordinator from the Vikings. And Andy Reid stamped him. Yeah, bro. And like, even I mean, if you go back and watch the game, like the mic'd up with the game. You did see like on that that like that real third down at third and fifteen where Mahomes made that play to Tariq. He came over to the sideline like they both with each other like yo we about to run this play like they he made one of the best calls of that game and which won in the game and switched the momentum of the whole game, bro. Like how do you not consider him somewhere even if he went back to college, bro? Like he's not even getting the college consideration or anything, bro. Like, that really makes me mad, bro. Like it's crazy out here. So his quarterback world for. Uh... And that's why I also hear too about some people. Some people's like, "Yo, yeah, he has a good quarterback." But like, he was doing this with Alex Smith was there, bro. Like, come on, fam. He should have been had a job. Should have been had a job. If your quarterback has fifty touchdowns, the OC deserves a job. Yeah, there's no reason why you shouldn't got a job. I can see if you said, "Okay, it's Andy Reid," but Andy Reid has came out and said, "Like this man in a head coach. Like this isn't recent. This isn't just the Patrick Mahomes era." Like you said, like people forget Alex Smith. 
say what you want about him, but like consistently he was. I mean, their offense would put out great numbers, great stats. Like that year that they beat the Patriots in the first game. Like I ain't forgot that the Chiefs were like one of the best teams with Alex Smith. Thanks for reminding me. Kareem Hunt went off that game too. Mm, That's crazy. But last coach I'm gonna get on is Cliff Kingsbury. Now, everybody doesn't like Cliff, but in my opinion, from what they drafted, like everybody's like, yo, Kyle's gonna die back there because they didn't have no O line. He honestly still did really good without having the line that he should have. Like he was definitely still back there scrambling, taking sacks, but like they were still being competitive and like trying to win games. Even like with the best team in their division, the 49ers, like they were still giving them problems, bro. And they should have won the first time in Arizona, but they didn't because I mean. He, the coach definitely called that time before halftime. He shouldn't have. But at the same time, it's like this is his first year head coaching in the NFL. Like, he's, it's going to come with experience. So, I'm, I, it's a beauty and a struggle, honestly. I, I like Cliff Kingsbury. What about y'all? Yeah, I think they're playing the toughest division right now, honestly. Yeah. They used to be the NFC South, but I think they play in the toughest division. You got the, the, uh, the Seahawks, who are what they are. They're going to consistently be great every year. The Rams – Rams kind of fell off this year, but I mean, they're you expect them to at least be around. And then the Cardinals is just, I see them as a team that's going to kind of be like gradually getting better every year. I love when you have a first time head coach with a rookie quarterback so they can learn together and, and kind of progress at the same time. Um, I don't think we've had that since like what, Ron and Cam. Took them like what, a good three years, and then they, I mean, they was. Playoff every other year at least. I mean, that's what you want, especially if you're the Cardinals. They ain't been relevant since Carson Palmer. But um, I definitely like Kyler Murray. I like Cliff, their connection. I like what they're doing on offense. They just got to get a full team. That's time to fill out the roster. I feel like you got the biggest two check marks checked off, head coach and quarterback. You know, you just got to put the pieces around them. Um, yeah, if they don't go O-line this year, then, like, something's got to happen. Like, I wonder what pick they got. I'm not sure. I know it's, it's, it's top, top ten, yeah, so they yeah. definitely should be getting some good old linemen. But like you said, this this draft is like has some good linemen in it, so yeah, we should see some. It, might be it was very thin on my old linemen last year, but it's very deep this year. Offensive tackles going, they're gonna sell like hotcakes. I'm telling you, man. We got Worfs, we got Josh Jones, we got um, Alabama always got Andrew Thomas. Yeah, bro. Especially that one, Ken Robinson. We got Makai Beckman from Louisville. Once one go, the rest go. That's how the receiver's going to be, too. Can't wait for the draft, man. Matter of fact, we should come here draft night. Live commentary. We could live stream. I see people doing the draft live stream every year. That would be nice. Like, reacting as it happens. Definitely want to see my team do something. Everybody's team do something. I'm, like, I'm all for it. I want to see one year, like, when everybody's just competing for real. Like, everybody has a good roster. Everybody's competing. But I feel like that's never going to happen. I mean, being realistic, but still, that would be amazing. But we'll see. My one of, freaking rebuild. My One of my teams from East Division, I feel like it's going to do good next year. Obviously, my team's going to do good next year. I don't care what anybody says, regardless. Tampa Bay or either the Falcons. The Rams are going to be better next year. I feel like they just had that one off year. Jared Goff wasn't really himself this year, but I feel like they're going to be good next year. I don't like the Rams at all. The I, remember I, what I kept telling y'all when they made the trade for Jalen Ramsey? It yeah. was the dumbest trade in yes, the history was, of the L.A. Rams. You get a player who has clearly said he wants a bag. He wants the biggest bag of all time for a cornerback. He wants bread. If you ain't got it, you're not bringing him back. 
You trade for him on his last year of his contract in a division where you have the Seahawks balling. The Cardinals were tough. Who else is in that division? One more. Niners was the best team in the NFC. That's the that's why I say they're the best division, bro. The Niners was the best team in the league at the time when they made the trade. Seahawks had the MVP at the time when they made the trade, Russell Wilson. The Cardinals are gonna be better every year. And then they go to Rams. I just like they're gonna be bad by default. Even if they have pieces, they not better than the Rams and not the Rams, but the uh, Seahawks and the 49ers. Then you make a trade where you trade away future assets and draft picks where you would need them to get better over for time. A for a player on a one-year rental who's not going to come back. It's two reasons. They don't got the money, and y'all just didn't make the playoffs. You think he's going to come back to a team that didn't make It's Jalen Ramsey, bro. He's not going back to y'all. I don't understand why they did that. Fire I, the GM. I, I, <laughs> honestly, get him out of here. Fire him out of here. Honestly, I just think from like the Rams' point of view, like they just wondering cap hell for like – obvious reasons like they gotta they gotta try and do something but yeah you're right like Jalen Ramsey wasn't a good wasn't a good pickup but I still think I just think it was a Super Bowl hangover year for them like everybody had it's either one or two teams out of that who went to that Super Bowl is going to have a bad year afterwards the Patriots didn't the, the Patriots had a normal year which is not good for them because being normal for the Patriots is it's never not good. normal for them <laughs> yeah I'm saying so and then the Rams they gave they gave Jared Goff this huge bag in then nothing happened. So I mean, it's just it's, I don't know. They tried to rely on Jared Goff. That's why. That you got look. Use what got you here. You gave him the bag, yes, but you didn't give him the bag because he's a great all-world quarterback. You gave him the bag because Todd Gurley had a great year and off of play action, he made a lot of good decisions. That's y'all game. But when you have Todd Gurley, who's coming off a very injury-plagued season where they couldn't pound a rock with him, and they tried to win games with Jared Goff, and that's not his game. He's like Jimmy G. You can. He can throw the ball, but he's not the guy you put the team on his back. He's yeah, not that it's a, type of it's a West Coast run scheme, bro. Like you got this, you got a West Coast run scheme, and you're playing off the play action. But if you ain't got that that running back threat in the background, that's gonna be that threat where you you can't pass the ball like you was doing. So I mean, we'll see. Should have drafted the running back. They did though. Ooh, didn't pan out. Better do it again. Try keep trying. <laughs> you better Henderson. Henderson. Keep trying. Oh, I know oh, you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. He was actually good though. But I don't think they're gonna keep Ty Gurley though, honestly, because like nah, I don't think they are. I don't either. think they are either, bro. Because it's like they he's too injured now, and then on top of that, you're giving him all this money. Like I just say, trade him. Trade him. Get some picks because they don't have picks. They don't have no picks at all. Some people are saying the Panthers should trade Christian McCaffrey too. Nah, nah. And speaking of Christian McCaffrey, let's go ahead and get into these NFL honors, man. Oh man. I'm telling you, I was so mad. Defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore. Best cornerback in the league. I agree with that. I really didn't see anybody. Simple. I mean, keep some other people saying TJ Watt, but I mean, I really, I still think Stephon had a better year. I think he only got exposed really twice, like you said, between Devontae and then Terry. Who, I mean, that's that's only two players out of the many receivers he played because he had Amari Cooper in jail. Like, literally, he had him in jail. I feel like the, the, um, in the NFL, the Offensive Player of the Year award and the Defensive Player of the Year award are kind of two different. They two different tiers, bro. Like they're the opposite, but the Defensive Player of the Year is a little bit more respected and a little bit more coveted. It's almost like right there with MVP a little bit. Yeah. Like MVP is almost kind of we can give it to a Defensive Player of the Year if like they'll get in the conversation, but it's never really been a Defensive Player a Defensive Award in recent. It's like it's gonna one. go to the best quarterback, or I you gotta have remember. a stupid good running back year. Like MVP, 
they don't want to say it, but that's the Offensive Player of the Year award, really. It's yes. like the, the it's MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, and second for Offensive Player of the Year. Thank you. But it's Always. like the Offensive Player of the Year is the guy who was supposed to get MVP. Was supposed no, they was really good, but the team wasn't that good. Like the MVP, you have to be a great offensive player, and your team has to be good. If you're just a great offensive player, your team wasn't the best. That's gonna be the offensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year is almost like it's almost up there with MVP, bro. It's like. Because the defensive players the know they're not going to win the MVP award. So everybody's respected for that defensive player of the year yeah. award. But Aaron, we know it for a fact. Aaron Donald had a crazy season last year, but he definitely was going to win MVP. He's not going to win MVP, man. It's, it's just defensive player of the year. And this is why I say that. Because with the TJ Watt thing, you can make the argument that the defensive player of the year award, it matters how good your team was. Like, if you were so dominant on defense that you definitely – carried your team for some games or something like that, like Stephon Gilmore did, and they were a good team still. Even though they struggled a little bit, they made it to the playoffs, whereas the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. That kind of hurts T.J. Watt's uh, resume for defense player of the year. But offensive player of the year award, we can't treat that the same way. Like people said Christian didn't win it because we didn't go to the playoffs. The man had a 1,000,000 season, bro. The third player to ever do that. It's We, we just celebrated 100 seasons. Out of a hundred seasons, only three people, only three human beings have did what this man did. Three. No, no, no. Two, I mean. It's three including him. Only two have did it before him. We got and and Edie. Marshall Marshall Falk. And Edger and James. And how many touchdowns? He had like 20 total touchdowns, something like that, right? Christian McCaffrey led the league in touchdowns. He was tied with Aaron Jones at 19. Malcolm, Michael Thomas... Let me pull the stats up because Twitter had my back that day. I was furious. Michael <laughs> Thomas set the record for most catches. I'm not discrediting that. I'm not saying I'm not that's not. I'm I'm not saying that's not a great thing, but I mean, bro, be, let's be honest though. Like they're getting force fed the ball, dog. Like there's been times where they've been up, like. People get mad at me when I say this, but, yo, Drew Brees is a true stat pattern. Like, he's honestly, in my opinion, the Russell Westbrook of the NFL when it comes to quarterbacks, bro. He be stat patting, bro. Like, you up and you still passing the ball. Like, there's there's been so many times. I've seen other receivers open and he's still passing Michael Thomas. Like, Michael Thomas is good, but Christian McCaffrey's here is way too historic, like you said, for him not to win an OPOY, bro. Like, he should have won. There's no way. I don't know what they were doing on NFL Honors Night. I don't know what they were smoking. But they should have, like, come on, bro. That good stuff. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And honestly, I feel like it's, I'm not going to sit there and say it's reverse racism because, like, Christian McCaffrey is, like, he's still good even though he's white. But, like, yo, if he was black, this wouldn't even be a conversation, bro. It would not be a conversation. Let me find these stats I had. I was going in on the NFL honors that day, man. Because of Michael Thomas? Yes, bro. I was so upset. Like, and I hate, bro, not to mention, bro, I honestly hate Michael Thomas, bro. Like, he's such... Yo, right. he's such a sore loser, bro. His, his voice is funny. <laughs> it was like, imagine this dude yelling at you. I ain't never heard him talk. Yo, he, he sounds like he a prep a, boy, yo. Like, yeah. he does not sound like that's him in that skin. He just like, got a high voice. But it's funny. It's just like, he, he went and pitched that voice on him. That's how Joe's is. <laughs> yeah. Get this part out. We got it. Say this out, man. Michael Thomas broke the record for catches, had 149. I give him props for that. This is the rest of his stats. 
He had 1,725 yards and nine total touchdowns. Keep in mind, 149 catches as a wide receiver. That's great. Christian, as a running back, had 116 catches, 1,005 yards. These are catching. These are catching stats. Just receiving stats. This is just receiving. 1,005 yards, four touchdowns. But, oh, wait. He also had 1,387 rushing yards and 15 rushing touchdowns. So he had more touchdowns than your offensive player of the year. Your offensive player of the year had nine touchdowns total. 1,725 yards total. Christian had 19, bro. This shouldn't have even been close. Yo, listen to this brother Come preach, on, bro. Son. This listen is ridiculous. He got robbed. Preach. He got robbed, bro. Christian McCaffrey had nearly 2,400 yards from scrimmage and 19 total touchdowns. Michael Thomas just caught a lot of slants. <laughs> Who is that? Say which way on Twitter. We're not going to do that. Tweet it today. We're not going to add, like, Michael Thomas to average 10-plus yards per See, that's the thing. People act like I'm discredit. I'm not discrediting what he did. I'm just saying I'm picking the greater of two goods, bro. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey did something two people have done. He broke the record for catches. Somebody just going to break that. It's probably going to be him. He had 149. He probably going to get 155 I mean, next year. There's not even no discussion after what you just said, bro. Because, bro, bro, listen, let's talk about this. Even Christian may not do what he just did again ever again. Like, we literally didn't award this man nothing for what he just did. Bro. Yo, but that's the thing, though. Like, the point you just made was your offense player of the year did not have more touchdowns than the runner-up. Come on, bro. Your, no, John he wasn't Thurs- the runner-up. He was third. Th- who was second? Lamar. I would have been fine if Lamar <laughs> got it. No, listen. It's time to go. I would have been fine if Lamar got it. Lamar is deserving. Lamar had 3,000. He had 3,000 passing yards. That's what I'm talking about. That's his story. 3,000 passing yards and 1,000 yards running as a quarterback. I would have been fine. I can't. You can't argue against that. He the MVP. You can't oh, argue against that. Oh. But Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas should have been third. It should have been Lamar. If anything, it should have either been Christian Lamar, Michael, or Lamar, Christian, Michael. Christian should never be third. He's the third player ever to do what he just did, bro. And, and people kept saying the team did bad. It's offensive player of the year. Michael Thomas, they say, okay, Michael Thomas did all of this with a backup quarterback. Drew Brees still played at least 10 games. And Teddy Bridgewater is not the average backup quarterback. He's a starting level quarterback. Okay, let's look at what Christian McCaffrey played with. He just lost his starting quarterback for, I don't know, the whole season. Played with scrubs the whole year. Had a terrible offensive line and still put up numbers like that. Like, dude, it's no argument. It's no argument. I'm not saying what Michael Thomas did wasn't historic or great. I'm just picking the greater of two goods, bro. I understand Lamar Jackson. He did something historic, too, that'll probably never be done unless it's by him. It's a QB league, though. But Exactly. It's a QB league, but Christian McCaffrey put together the best running back season we've had since Marshall Falk. And then you had Marshall Falk come out and say he's better than him. Marshall Falk said out of his own mouth, Christian was better than he was. And we didn't get this man nothing but the Fantasy Player of the Year award. <laughs> the Fantasy Player of the Year award, bro. We don't want that. That was our Super Bowl, bro. As a Panthers fan, that was our Super Bowl. We was waiting on that man to get off as a Player of the Year. He was an MVP candidate for half the season. Yeah, Michael was. Thomas was never an MVP candidate yeah, you right. at any point in the season. No, you never. right. Christian was for the first eight weeks. I mean, but again, like we just said, I'm done, bro. Your point, going back to your point, your job as an offense is to score touchdowns. If he didn't have any more touchdowns than Christian did, then he shouldn't have even been in the conversation. Christian had bro. the most touchdowns. Him it's the same thing with the rookie of the year. Offense rookie of the year, bro. 
I love Kyler Murray, but I got to eat my words. I got to eat my words, bro, because I definitely said Kyler deserved that. But looking at Josh Jacobs' stats, he didn't play the whole season. I think he missed three or four games, but Monster. he still had a great year, bro. Monster. He had a great year, bro. So, nah. He's their best player. Yeah. So, when your rookie is the best. Kyler Murray was not the best player on the Cardinals. It was Chandler Jones. Josh Jacobs was the best Raider in the league. And that's all for the mold. Problems Mode Football Podcast for today. Um, Joe, go ahead and give us the jingle out. And um, once the outro music hits, we done. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And um, don't forget to share. Thank you. The Mode Football, we come across. The Mode Podcast, we'll do.